0: This is Chain Reaction, the podcast about everything for supply chain advantage. I'm Tony Hines. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Thanks for dropping by. In this episode, I want to talk about value and the value-based consumer. I want to talk about how... Value, customers, and service are connected in the supply chain and how those connections should inform supply chain strategies. Brands spend an awful lot of money trying to reach out to customers and they look for return on that investment in the form of sales and profitability. So value created for the brand is through return on the investment that they make. Consumers, on the other hand, look for value in different ways they look to value, yes, on price, yes, on what the service offer is, yes, on how that product or service compares to competitor products, and how it meets their needs in every way. So for consumers, they have diff- a different value set. They're looking at different things to what the brand is. Consumers also want to be associated with brands that have reputation. They want to see brands being ethical. They want to see brands being sustainable. They want to see those brands honoring all that they say they're about. So there's no hiding place today to say as a brand, yeah, we tried to do that, but actually it was one of our suppliers. Uh, They went rogue on us. So you can't just hide behind somebody else. You're out there, you're responsible. If something goes wrong, it's your problem as the brand. And so knowing that, you've got to put structures, policies and strategies in place that achieve what the brand says it's out to achieve. Consumers expect transparency, consistency and reliability from that brand they expect the brand to uphold the standards that they associate with the brand. So if you put a message out that's conflicting with that, and the reality is that you don't stand up to the message that you've promoted, then consumers will move away, and fast. If we take a retro look at the world and how value was created, we know that In the earlier part of the 20th century, it was about scale. It was about building factories that could push out a standard product at scale at a uniform cost and earn profit for the organization to reinvest and grow scale. In the latter part of the 20th century, expertise in supply chain and supply chain management became very central to what everybody needed to do to create value for the customers. And supply chains are still very important in doing that. You need you need supply chains that satisfy the consumer both effectively, so they're getting stuff on time and complete, and it's done efficiently so that costs are kept to a minimum so that margins can be better for the suppliers and the partners in the supply chains and the value added to the customer is greater too because they get everything they want, when they want it, on time, complete, and at a good price. In those circumstances, everybody's a winner. It's a win-win situation. It's difficult to lock customers in for life these days, but there are companies around that have tried that strategy and it's been really successful for them. Apple is such a company that's tried to lock people in by having everything linked and using the connectivity of the different devices, say an iPhone, uh, an iPad, an iPod, the MacBooks and so on, and created value to the consumer in such a way that everything is easy. And easy to manage and easy to draw down. And to some extent they've managed to lock customers in. But I think the age of locking people in is probably about to end fairly quickly if it hasn't already. There are some important forces shaping the way people feel about being locked into to a particular brand in that way. It's almost, um, it's how I think about capturing moths or butterflies. You capture the moth by flashing the light and you attract them in and you keep them and hold on to them. But that's about to change for all sorts of reasons, not least of which is the one thing that the European Union have been obsessed with for the past few years about general data protection rights. And if you think about those GDPR situations and consumer rights, um, people are getting less happy to sign all the data over freely to big tech companies in exchange for the connectivity. There is a trade-off between doing that and achieving the value that you get. But there is that move afoot that will break that connectivity, I think, at some stage. Customer engagement strategies are, of course, very central to what lots of companies do because they try to build the customer community in such a way and have a dialogue with those customers. Some of those dialogues take what I would consider to be a real form, and they really do try to engage with those customers. Others just see it as a chore, something they have to do, because their competitors are doing these customer engagement programs. There are always new competitors on the block waiting to take a pop at the established company that holds the biggest market share. And they will do this in a variety of ways, but it's usually through disruption. They'll try and disrupt the markets in some way, and it's much easier nowadays to disrupt markets through digital technologies than it ever has been in the past. You can get different digital tools and operate on different platforms, engage more deeply with people, and you can disrupt the businesses. So if we think about What's important in the contemporary setting, we talked about scale in the early setting, and then when we moved away from scale, we talked about the importance of supply chains. And both of those things may still be important too, but we also need to acknowledge and take notice that we must focus on the needs of the customer. More than ever today, we have to have strategies that focus on the customer. If we want to stay in the game, if we want to compete, and if we want to build for the future. Value comes from seeing what the customer wants or needs and then setting about the task of satisfying that customer demand. So this is not necessarily just improving existing products. This is about building new products too or variations of an existing product so that you can develop added value for the customer. Faster cycle times in each of the business operations that an organization is engaged in are essential to speed up the process. And by speeding up that process, you're using less resource or less cost in the cycle, and you're making things faster. And obviously that cuts down on lead times for customers and consumers will get products as and when they are required. Faster cycle times also mean faster payment, better information, more transparency in all of the processes engaged in the marketplace. It's not just about faster cycle times, although faster cycle times can be very beneficial. It's also about the ability to adapt to the changing conditions in the market and how quickly you can do that and how fixed your assets really are in not having the capability to switch production or service streams as quickly as you might want to. So it's adaptability and flexibility. And flexible manufacturing systems are very important to achieve service for the customer. So service is a very important focus for all parties, including every member of a supply chain. Every person in the supply chain should be trained in service and what it means to be customer focused. Some of this People already know because they are consumers too. And they know what they want from their suppliers when they order something. So they ought to be able to transfer this knowledge, this personal knowledge that they've gathered into the workplace, and they'll adjust to it very quickly. Seeing the benefits of this approach are key to developing the culture inside the organization. And it's the culture that needs development. I recall sitting down with a number of people who were involved in the supply chain of uh, an aerospace company and they were talking about how to improve efficiencies in their organization. And each of them was saying, well, you know, people don't listen to me because I tell them what's wrong and I can point to issues, but actually uh, what they do might be something completely different. And after some time, it came about that what they were missing in this discussion they were having with the teams or their managers was the notion of value. They weren't understanding that what people want to know to action change is why they should do it. What's the reason? And if it creates value for somebody, then and it reduces cost, then it's really a no-brainer. They can actually implement the change. So that was one aspect that kind of threw light on a situation for those people I was discussing with, the notion that they had to put this down and look at the value. They had to look at the cost and value relationship. They had to see what the existing cost was, why it was a problem, cost the problem, and demonstrate to the managers that the value was important to the customer and it was about creating that value once they actually were able to cost things and identify the value in that particular way that was a lever for change so you have to pull the right levers to make the change the other thing that came out in another similar discussion with a group of people in the supply chain was they'd been told, you know, that it was about value added and everything that they did added value in the supply chain for the customer and I intervened at a moment and just said that's fine and the way you're talking about value added is, is fine, but what about the cost? You know, if you make something and it costs more to make something you're not necessarily adding value. Value is only created when you sell the product or you sell the service. Until then, everything is a cost. And that's an important lesson for people to think that everything is a cost until the customer pays up. (music) To conclude, supply chains are value systems connecting suppliers with customers to provide service. Maintaining customer focus is the key to value. Value is created by understanding customer priorities and managing my 7Vs. Volumes, volatility, velocity, variety, variability, virtuality and visibility. These drive value. Value is only created for anyone in the supply chain when all costs are covered by revenue. Until then, it's a cost chain. And remember, value is generated through service to customers. See you next time. You've been listening to Chain Reaction, all about supply chain advantage, written and presented by Tony Hines.